888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie. This is Leslie, the freebie guy from thefreebieguy.net. And I'm excited about this podcast today for a number of different reasons, as you will see as we go through this podcast. First, I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the developments that are happening on my end, things that I find exciting. You might find it exciting too, I hope. (laughs) I know for sure it's going to contribute to the value that I'm able to to provide for you as a listener of this part a listener to this podcast and then once i talk about that i'm going to talk i'm going to answer some calls that came into the hotline and i appreciate each call we have ty calling in from travel to saint lucia with a question about how you establish an online identity especially when you're a private person then we have cheryl calling all the way from london asking for some tips as to how she can market a children's book that she is working on or some children's books that she's working on. And lastly, we have Ty calling in again, talking about something that's passionate to me. How, how do you manage your time when you have a full-time job and you're trying to build an online business? So we're going to deal with those topics today, and I'm very excited to do that. Now, there's one thing I want to talk about and that has to do with the calls. I'm going to be playing back some calls here. I'm going to be answering some questions, and I hope you find value in that. Now, there are probably going to be people listening to this podcast that aren't comfortable calling in to leave their questions. Well, you can always leave questions in the comments on the blog at thefreebieguy.net, and I can answer you there, or I can even answer you on the podcast, depending on uh, the, the type of question that you're asking. However, you know, as a blogger, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely uh, you're a blogger. You may not be, but many people that listen to this stuff are bloggers, and you know how it feels to get comments le- comments left on your blog. It, it's it's a great feeling, and I'm sure you know how that feels. And I want to thank everyone that has been that that has been leaving comments on my blog. It it really does contribute value, and I lo- I love that interaction that I can have with you guys now. As a relatively new podcaster, you know, I've set up this hotline for you guys to call in, to feel free to call in and leave your questions, leave your comments. And um, that's one of the ways that I can enhance the show by actually playing your your, your questions live on the air and answering those questions for you. Uh, I want to I encourage you. You know, some people might be afraid to call in. They're not sure how they're going to sound. They might think that they're going to mess up. And you know what? I'll just make it a little easy on you. If you call in and you ask a question and you don't like how it sounds, go ahead and call in again and just tell me, Leslie, hey, I messed up on the first one. Don't use that. Use this one instead. And I'll be happy to do that. Once again, just in case you forgot, the number is... 888-835-2414. I hope you get that stuck in your brain. All right. So what we're going to do, uh, first, I'm going to tell you about some exciting developments. I've gotten a number of new things. Uh, I got a new setup for my podcasting studio that's going to 
allow me to make more podcasts on a regular basis and make them quickly. I'm very excited. I got a new microphone, mixing board, um, headsets. I have my two laptops here set up so that I can play back the calls and the sounds and all that stuff. And it just makes it much more easy. I got a digital recorder so that I don't have to deal with losing files and all that stuff. And I'm just really excited. If you know anything about me, you know I am very uh, techy, and I love all these tech stuff, and it just gets me excited. So if you notice some extra enthusiasm and excitement coming from me, you know what that's all about. Anyhow, so we're going to take some calls. I have some calls, some voicemails that were left, and they're really great questions, and I'm glad they asked them. Thank you guys for calling in, and I'm just going to jump right into the first call from Ty from TravelToStLucia.com. Hi, Leslie. This is Ty from TravelToStLucia.com, and I have a question about your online identity and how to create your online identity. I am a very private person, and I do not like everyone knowing everything about me, and that sometimes may even include my name. And so I'm struggling or have a question about which identity should I use. Should I use my real name and put that out there for the world to see? Should I create uh, an identity um, in order to u- and use that name on my blog? Um, that's a question that I, I have, and I'd like some guidance on that as well. Also, um, if you should choose not to use your name, uh, how do you create an identity and have that be your voice on your blog? I'd like some guidance on creation of an identity. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. And that's an excellent question, Ty. Thank you so much for calling that in. This is something that I have thought a lot about. And if you notice, the name of my blog is thefreebieguide.net. And when I got that domain, I was into freebie trading, and I'm not going to talk too much about that right now, but the freebie guy seemed very relevant. And I, one of the main reasons I picked that is because I didn't want people to know my real name. My real name, I, I don't have a problem uh, putting that out there now, is Leslie Samuel. And, you know, I've kind of evolved in the way I've looked at this. But there's one thing that I want to uh, preface this by saying. This is a 100% personal decision. And my recommendation would be to do whatever you're most comfortable with. You got to think about a number of different things, uh, especially if you have a family, you have little kids, and you know there there really are. Unfortunately, there are some crazy people out there, and you don't want to end up in a situation where you have a stalker or someone um, trying to take hold to, to 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 get your identity and do some things with it that you 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 wouldn't want them to do. So really, you have to you have to weigh what you're doing as you're going into this, and it's sometimes benefit beneficial to use an alias. Like when I started, I used the free I used the freebie guy. I didn't use my full name because that's what I was comfortable with at that point in time. Now there's one downside to doing that, in at least in my opinion. It hasn't seemed to affect me too much. But one of the downside in using downsides in using something like the freebie guy or uh, the blogging guy or something of that sort is people don't really know who you are and it lacks it lacks somewhat of a personal touch and people are more hesitant to trust you with a name like the freebie guy 
and with a name like the blogging guy, as opposed to you putting your name out there like Leslie Samuel. All right. Now, th these are things that I weighed when I got started and I decided still to use the freebie guy. Now, as I kind of advance in what I'm doing, I've kind of evolved to where I'm using my full name and I have no problem with it because of some of the things that I plan on doing in the future. I mean, if you're going to be uh, teaching people, if you're going to be doing conferences and so on, you cannot do a conference as the freebie guy. It's much better and much more authentic and much more respected if you do it as whatever your full name is. Now... That being said, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being an with having an alias. And some people might think that okay, you're using a fake name, you're being fake. But you're not necessarily being fake. You can still be who you are whether your name is Leslie Samuel or John Paul. All right? So, my recommendation is decide what you're most comfortable with and after you've made that decision, if you've decided that you do not want to use your real name, come up with whatever name you're trying to brand yourself as, whether it's relevant to the niche that you're going into or whether it's a name that you just make up. However, this is one very important point. Regardless of what you choose, it is very important to be authentic to be genuine, at least if you're going to build a business the way I recommend building a business, you want to be as authentic as possible because you want to establish credibility. You want people to grow to trust you. And as they grow to trust you, they grow to follow you more and respect what you have to say. And that can go a long way in growing your online a bit, your online business. So uh, I, I still recommend, you know, having a blog and talking about stuff. You might talk about personal stuff. You might not talk about personal stuff. Just be authentic. Have your voice, whatever that voice is, whether you're using a real name or another name. It doesn't really matter when it comes to what you're doing pure, purely online. And I hope that helps. I know I, I've kind of uh, gone in a number of different directions, but number one, it's a personal decision. Number two, do what you're comfortable with. And once you've decided what you've, you're comfortable with, do the best that you can to be authentic, genuine, and grow your personal brand. Uh, Ty, I hope that answers your question, and I hope that um, gives some insight for anyone else that might be thinking about that question. That's a similar question. Now we're going to go to our second call from Cheryl all the way in London. So Cheryl, let's hear what you have to say. Hi, Leslie. I'm calling from London. This is Cheryl. I just want to say thanks for your amazing um, seven-day boot camp. I wish that I'd got to, um, to hear it before I signed up to so many different things. Anyway, I'm passing it on to everyone that I know. Um, while I'm on the line, um, I just wanted to say that um, in terms of creating your own product, I managed to create a couple actually. One, uh, the one I really want to work on is children's books. So if you have any idea at all of how to market a children's book, um, thing is, I'm, I'm not a kind of like um, uh, a published author. I'm, I'm a writer, so I'm a published writer. I've written for a newspaper, but never uh, had a book published. Um, um, but I really like to have a go. Uh, I don't even mind giving it away free. Okay, so looking forward to hearing from you. Okay, bye. Thanks again. Cheryl, thank you so much for that question. There are a number of things that you said and you mentioned in that a question that uh, gets me excited just to talk about it. Number one, you said you're not a published author 
or anything of that sort. And what I think is so great about the internet today is you do not have to be a published author. You do not have to be someone famous. You do not have to uh, have uh, many years of experience in the niche that you're talking about and significant exposure. You can start and build that credibility online using a blog. You can. There's so much that you can do today using blogging, using social networking, and all the social media tools that are out there that it doesn't really matter that you don't have that PhD behind your name or that, uh, that, that title of being a published author. So regardless of who you are, at least in my opinion, you can get started and you can grow an online business and you can do something that can be pretty substantial. So number one, you're not a published author. Nobody cares as long as you do what you need to do. Um, so now let's talk about the marketing of this children's book. And this goes beyond children's books. This goes to anything that you're marketing. There's one main question you need to ask. Well, there's a few main questions. But the first main question that you need to ask is, who is your target audience? And that's something you got to think about carefully. Now, you think that you're writing children's books. So the tendency is to think that your target audience would be children. Um, and, and that's a mistake that we tend to make. We tend to misidentify who our target audience is. And I'm not saying that you are, but it's something that you really need to narrow down on. And if you think about it, your target audience would be the parents of children, uh, parents that are looking for resources, um, that are looking for children's books, uh, and the, they are your target audience. You want to get them to your site because they are the ones that are going to be interested in doing that. So once you've identified who your target audience is, the next question that you need to ask is what are they looking for? Okay, They might be looking for children's books, but if they're a parent that's looking for children's books, they're also looking for other things that can help them, maybe um, arts and crafts or different activities that they can do with their child, uh, information on how to best bring up a child in terms of exposing them to art and exposing them to music and the different things that uh, contribute to uh, what makes a child a child. Okay, so those are some of the things that they might be looking for. And the next question is, what problems are they facing? And, you know, if you're writing children's books, you have ideas of what p problems those parents might be facing. And you can, you can um, uh, 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 start a blog providing valuable resources, helping them to know how to raise their child, how to, um, how to best train up a child so that they can have the tools that they need. What, what's the importance of reading as a growing child and why should you read to your child what types of books should you read to your child and how often should you do it what types of activities should your child be involved in and how involved should you be in their education i mean i'm just kind of throwing a bunch of things out there but you know who your target audience is you understand what they're looking for you can understand the types of problems that they're facing and then what you're going to present is what you can do to help them out and provide value for them. All right, so I hope that makes sense. And and the way I would recommend to go about this is the same way I recommended my recommended my seven day boot camp, 
where I tell you to just set up a blog and start putting quality content out there, high quality content, and putting it out as often as you can and establishing yourself as someone that gives value. And once you're doing that, people are going to grow to trust you and people are going to want to know what, what they can get from you in terms of the resources that you have and you can help them with. That, that is a very powerful way. So content, make sure that it's relevant to your target audience. Make sure it's helping them answer uh, the, the, the questions that they might have and dealing with the problems that they are facing that are relevant to what you are trying to accomplish, whether you're giving away the children's books or you're selling the children's books. I hope that makes sense. And I would consider that to be phase one of the process. You put the content out there that's highly targeted, that's solving problems and all that stuff. The next thing you need to do is go out there and find those parents. Where are they spending their time? You you, you can use social networking sites. You can find forums, other blogs that are talking about those things. And you want to be active in that uh, wherever that audience is going to be so that when they come there they see you and they see you as someone that contributes value if they go to a blog about parenting and they see that you comment and the comment that you left is very significant and it answers some of the questions they have they might click on your name and come to your website and that gets you some traffic if they go to a parenting forum Uh, and they see that you're active in that forum and you have lots of value to give, and in your signature you have a link to your website, they click on that link, they get back to your website, and that's more traffic for you. Okay, so these are some of the things that you can do. The most important, having great content that's relevant to your target audience and providing value, and then you go out there and you find them. Wherever they are, you want to be there. And the more you're there, the more you can contribute value there, the more you'll bring them into your site. I hope that answers your question and gives you some tips as to how you can go about marketing the children's book or for anyone else that's listening, whatever it is you are marketing, I really think this is a strategy that works. We're going to get to our last call, which is something that I am definitely passionate about. So let's take Ty again from TravelToStLucia.com. Hi, Leslie. This is Ty from TravelToStLucia.com. And I just wanted to give you a little feedback about what I am currently struggling with right now. Uh, I just started my blog at TravelToStLucia.com. And right now I'm struggling with time management, and how to maintain the right focus. Uh, I currently work still about 40 to 50 hours a week, and luckily I have enough time in the evenings after I get off work as well as on my days off to work on my blog. However, what I'm finding is that when I do get ready to start working on my business, I have a list of maybe 20 things to do and only two get done. Now, um, I don't know if I should be focusing on writing a post whether I should be going to other blogs and forums to um, contribute and try to get some backlinks for my posts. Should I be posting to Twitter, uh, maybe even checking out Facebook, and also trying to figure out ways to create a product. On top of all this, I'm really not that tech savvy, 
And I'm still trying to learn things like installing a theme, which I still don't have up on my blog as of yet, as well as uh, someone mentioned that I should be using an HTML editor to create my posts. Well, I downloaded one, but I don't know how to use the editor. Um, also, I'm not really clear on how to put pictures into a post and upload and download files to, to WordPress plus many other things um, that are on the technical side of running a blog slash website. Um, I have a ton of things that I really need to do and to learn, and um, I'd appreciate your guidance and input on that, okay? Thank you very much, and your seven-day boot camp has been wonderful, and it has helped me out tremendously. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Ty, for that question. And this is something that resonates with me very much. Um, I work a full-time job. And, you know, it's it's sometimes really hard to uh, work a full-time job, work all day, and then come home at, at night and work on your online business. I mean, there's so many things to do. It can be so overwhelming at times. And now when I started with what I was doing online in 2008 and I started making some money, I started getting really excited about it, and I started spending so much time on my online business. I mean, if I was not at work, I was working on my online business. And actually, even while I was at work, I was still working on my online business and it had become such a big part of my life. There was so much to learn, so much to do. And you know what? At a point, it really just got overwhelming for a number of different reasons. Um, I wasn't spending as much time with my wife I wasn't doing stuff around the house that needed to be done. And, you know, I was tired because I'm working nonstop. It came to a point where I decided to stop doing everything. I mean, I was burnt out. I was running a forum at the time. I was running a network of freebie sites. I had my blog. And, you know, I was just doing so much. And I just got worn out and I decided, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I, well, at least for a while, I need to take a break. And I just stopped everything. And you know, it showed me that in the time that I stopped, I really looked back at what I was doing and I had I realized that I was doing everything wrong. Not everything, but so much wrong. And I decided that when I when I was to start back, I needed to narrow my focus. Now, let's talk about why it's important to narrow your focus. Um, imagine something with me. You have a brick on your leg, okay? There's a brick that's resting on your leg, and I come by, and I take my fist, and I just hit it. Now, when I hit that brick that's on your leg, it might hurt a little bit. It might hurt... Um, you might say, oh, you might not say, oh, it might not have a, a, a great impact on you. However, I take that same situation, but instead of having a brick on your leg, I take a needle and I put that needle on your leg. And once again, I hit it again. Now, I would bet you anything that you would scream, you would feel that pain, it would have a much greater effect. I'm sorry for such a graphic example, but it's it's true. And why it's true is because even though you're exerting the same amount of force, it's more focused on a smaller area and it's having a larger effect. 
it's not the effect that you wanted to have in this case, <laughs> but I, I, I'm pretty sure you get the point from this illustration. And that's the same way it is with growing your online business. Yes, there are so many things that you can be doing and you can um, worry about all those things that you just spoke about. And you can focus on all those things that you just spoke about and not get anything done. So it's really important to narrow your focus so that you're focusing on a smaller area. You're focusing on fewer things and you'll see that by doing that, you're going to get more done. Now, the question then comes, how do you decide what to focus on when there are so many things that you're doing on a daily basis? So many things that it seems that it needs to be done in your business. And what I would recommend, the first thing would be to just take out a pen and paper or, you know, you could do it on your computer and a text editor or anything like that. And just write down a list of everything that you do in your online business. And I did this when I was trying to change the way I, I do things. And I wrote down stuff like reading email, uh, networking with others on Twitter and Facebook, instant messenger, writing blog posts, making videos, checking my affiliate accounts, checking analytics to see you know how the traffic is coming to my website, tweaking the design of my websites, reading other blogs, commenting on other blogs, making information products, commenting on forums. And, and you think about all these things and you just start getting getting overwhelmed just thinking about it. But when I made that list, and that's some of the things that I had on my list, of course I had many others, what I tried to do is I decided, I tried to, tried to decide what my highest value tasks are. And those tasks for me, and it, this might be different for you, but I, I am pretty sure that if you are in this uh, doing something similar to what I'm doing, these are some of the most important things. Number one, writing articles, so your blog posts, the, stuff, the content, the high-quality content that you're putting on your blog. That is very important. For me, since I do video, making videos, training videos, that is extremely important for the growth of my business. And another high-value task for me was making information products. So, for example, my 7-Day Bootcamp at 7daybootcamp.net, that is something that was a high value for me and for so many other people. And those are the things that I decided that I needed to focus on. Now, if you are just starting, get, just getting going, uh, there's so many things that you try to focus on, but really the most important, in my opinion, is getting that good quality content out there and getting as much of it out there as possible and, and, and just focusing on that. Yeah, design, it's nice to have a good design. Yes, it's nice to you know have all the technology um, taken care of and so on. But if you have a blog, which is pretty simple, just go through the bootcamp process and you can set up a blog, start putting great content out there. If you don't have as much time as you'd like to have, focus on the content. On my biology site, for example, all I'm focusing on or the main thing I'm focusing on is making my content, making my videos. And, and the stuff that I've seen, is, it, it's, it just blows my mind. In the last month, um, when I started doing that in January in terms of putting regular videos and content on my website, I had about 2,000 unique vid visitors every month. 
Now it's up to about 7,500 unique visitors, and it's only been uh, two months of publishing that content. So if I continue at that pace, that's going to continue to increase the traffic. And it makes sense if you think about it. If you have a, a blog with 10 pages, and each of those 10 pages gets uh, 10 hits from Google, that gives you 100 visitors. Now, if you have 100 pages that, on average, get 10 um, hits from Google, that gives you 1,000 visits. So just by, ha just by having good quality content out there and lots of it, you are going to be growing your business. Okay, so focus on the high value tasks. And then what I do is I go by the 80-20 rule where I focus 80% of my time on those tasks that I've decided are the highest value and 20% 20, 20 of my time on everything else. And yes, you might say, well, you're neglecting your email, you're neglecting this, you're neglecting that, but you are focusing on the things that are going to help grow your business, and that is what you need to do. I've come to where, when I wake up in the morning, I used to have three goals. Now, I only have one goal, and I stick with that one goal, and I try to finish that one important, high-value task, and that's it. And surprisingly, by doing that, I have gotten so much more done. It doesn't seem like that, that's what would happen if you, if you focus on less. But really, it's the same way. If I focus on that needle on your leg, it's going to have a greater impact. Focus on the high-value tasks, and that's going to have the biggest impact in growing your business. Now, yes, there are still other things that need to be done. And you mentioned, um, Ty, that you're not very tech-savvy, and that's not really a problem. My recommendation there would be outsource it. Um, go to Odesk, odesk.com. I'll include a link in the show notes to Odesk. And find someone on Odesk to do some of the tasks that you need done. You'll be surprised at the price. It doesn't cost thousands of dollars anymore to get stuff done. You can get stuff done for really next to nothing. And you can still get high-quality stuff done. So that's a way of eliminating some of those tasks so that you do not have to do them and they still get done. And you'd be surprised they'd get done much better than you can do it on your own. So that's, I hope that kind of helps um, to give you an idea of kind of an action plan that I set up when I was trying to make some changes. And I don't stick to this firmly, but these are the, some of the things that I really try to do. I try to check my email twice daily and no more than that. I've been struggling with that recently um, because I, I just love responding to people. But, you know, I'm at a different stage now than I was back then. But I, it's something I recommend. I mean, some people even recommend just once daily. And uh, Tim Ferriss from the 4-Hour Workweek has also recommended just checking it once a week. I'm not sure that I'm ready to do that, um, but it illustrates. I mean, email can waste so much time. You have no, well, you probably do have an idea. Anyhow, so check my email twice daily. Turn off my instant messenger. Oh, man, I used to spend so much time on instant messenger talking with people. And, you know, it's nice to talk with people, but that usually doesn't help you get things accomplished. The next thing is working disconnected. Um, when I'm working on a project, I shut off the internet. 
And this is something that I struggle with. So I even got a program. I don't know if it's available on a PC, but there's a program on the Mac called Self-Control where I can set it for, let's say I have an hour that I want to work. I work, I set it for an hour and it shuts down all of the sites that I like to go to like Facebook and Google and my email and all those things. It'll shut it down so I can't access it for that time. And regardless of what I do, I can shut down the computer. I still won't be able to access it. And that's that's something that I've implemented because it's had, it's helped me. Another thing that I've done is when I do a task the first time, I try to develop a um, kind of a, a manual illustrating the steps that I followed so that when I go and find an outsourcer, I can give them that and they can use that to do what needs to be done in my business. And then one more tip, just removing some of the junk from your life. And I don't know what that means for you, but for me, it's been a number of things. For example, I don't watch as much TV as I used to. I used to spend hours on the TV. I used to watch a few shows every day. Now, I pretty much maybe watch one show a week. And that has saved me so much time that I've been able to invest in growing my online business. So the take-home message is, Write down the tasks that you currently do in your business. Decide on what your highest value tasks are, the top three, no more than three. Focus on those high value tasks. Spend 80% of your time on that, 20% of your time on everything else. Outsource whatever you can and be focused in, in the time that you have to work. If you have two hours every day, make sure those two hours are spent doing those high value things or 80% of that time spent doing those high value things. I really hope that that has helped um, and that it's provided a lot of value for you guys. As usual, you can call the hotline and leave your questions, your comments and uh, leave comments on the blog. Just do whatever to interact with me. I love hearing your questions, your comments, getting your feedback. This show is about you. I want to help you to become successful in what you're doing. So feel free to be a part of this show. At the end of the music, I'll play the number again. And you can call into that number and leave your question, leave your comment. Let me know what you think about this format where I am answering the questions and just giving some tips and strategies that you can implement in your online business. Once again, this is Leslie, the freebie guy from thefreebieguy.net. Thank you for listening to this episode of Learning with Leslie. That's it for now, and I'll see you in the next one.